Support for a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Yo, it's showtime, here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Mr. McMahon, the stereo. I'ma set the stipulation and scenario. Force count everywhere, doors drive everywhere. Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere. Eyes all white with the coast there, you know I had to go there. Hell yeah, the flow so real. Pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. You ain't really ready for the boss, no pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Shooting star deadly off the porch, no pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. The most electrifying, steady with the source. Not a penny in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts. What? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. Brandon, what this is, is going early? On? <laughs> this is early. It feels a little this weird. Is early. It's ten forty-five a.m. <laughs> Holy this crap! Is, this is literally like you're up. You're up earlier than all of us combined. So I was hoping to catch you while you're still awake. But you know, <laughs> guys, a little a little insight hilarious um <laughs> brandon's this type of guy like you know the, the type of people that like okay if there's a deadline like they're scrambling to like finish to do stuff because they have to feel like they get everything done before their time is taken so literally the intro is playing and like brandon had been like sitting still the whole time and then all of a sudden he's like <laughs> he starts scrambling and looking as if he's looking for something to do that he has to accomplish this in the 30 seconds before we go on air. Brandon, why are you, you why are you the way you are? You got to use every second. I mean, time that's what that's what it's for, you know. I mean, why have a bunch of time left over? We could just right. use it all up. Yeah. Right. And is your audio filter working because this thing is uh this thing's leveling out here. Oh, am I too loud? Am I okay. redlining? It's okay. Yeah, you're redlining. You're redlining, bro- brother, brother. Okay, we'll lower the volume down, Ski. And uh, if if we need to... Wait, talk. Blow let, an let, air drum. Let's test, let's test the, the boys to men pipes. All right. All right, ready? Yeah. We belong oh, no. together. <laughs> okay, you gotta do the, the Wanya. <laughs> when I can't sleep oh. at night with... <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, tell me, is he, does he sound good? <laughs> <laughs> what's up uh heels pops and chair shots hashtag no nice things lmao um super chat two dollars <laughs> i got two dollars thank you hunter uh y'all made me lose an hour of sleep sorry but my I had to give my daughter uh to she's shadowing at her preschool so i had to do a little early today and uh, Kyle Vaporbump says, now Brandon sounds silky, silky smooth. Look at that. So we're good. Uh, read this comment. Switch from the Instagram to the YouTube. Finally got it live before the San Diego order. It's a great way to start the day. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad you you actually joined us on YouTube. YouTube is where you get to see both of us, unfortunately. Right? <laughs> I couldn't do the phone thing and, and <laughs> it was too much. I'm going to have to lower Sorry. your volume, Brandon. Here, here. Here, harmonize. All right. All right. Let me know if that that's better. Uh, if not, Brandon. Yeah. All right. Whatever. If Brandon's louder than me, Brandon's louder than me. But we'll <laughs> we'll deal with it. 
All right. Yeah. So okay. here, Brandon, let's talk. I mean, there's yeah. a huge week in professional wrestling. Huge week. We have all the fans back. We're back. My back is shaved. Lots, <laughs> of, lots of backs. <laughs> Wait, did you, did you use did you use the thing? <laughs> I was gonna say good transition. What? What did I use the thing? No, but we can go into a commercial this early. We haven't even started. Oh, what? Brandon, I mean, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon, you cannot leave the house while while doing foreplay. That's the problem. What right, is it's this? coming later. We're gonna what? hear a shaving story. <laughs> shaving so Hollis's back. son. It says hi, Hollis's son. She's driving right now. Thank you so much for letting her listen while she drives. But I'm uh. sure I I want you to do me a favor. Turn the show off because she's probably gonna hit something after brandon says a couple sentences yeah on his I, opinion professional wrestling. Yeah, I don't, I don't need trying. her and she's also gonna get angry at the fact that brandon is the reason why we didn't watch aew dynamite last night <laughs> wait hold on yeah about that huge week huge show <laughs> you get to watch i don't even know what's going on we have no idea what's going on at aew because what <laughs> at least because uh, of last night because yeah brandon comes over right he makes me buy him a burrito at Taco Bell. <laughs> I told not he to. eats the burrito and then he leaves before I even get a chance to start AEW Dynamite. Is that not true, Brandon? Partially true. It was partially true. Right? I did get a burrito. It was good. But no, I, I, I had to work so I couldn't watch it live. So I was like, right. all right, we'll just I'd watch it. I'd be a great politician, right? Because it's how, it's how you say things, right? Uh-huh. You want to tell them what really happened? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, so I had to get over late to watch it late. And so I get to his place, and we think he's got it queued up, and it's it's playing, and it's like Moxley versus uh, Anderson. I was like, oh, this is weird. I was like, why yeah, they do well, this match again? It. Like, it's fine. Like, we're <laughs> yeah. like, okay, like IWGP title, and then like Eddie Kingston hits the pipe spot. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> did this happen already? I was like, I swear I saw this happen. I was like, this can't be right. Brandon flipped out. Brandon flipped out. Yeah, He's I was like, freaking I'm out. I'm pretty man. sure this happened already. Um, I thought I lost it. Normally, I sleep through stuff, so I, like I forget things or like everything sort of gets jumbled in. And so I wasn't even sure. But I was like, no, I definitely remember seeing that. So I was like, what's going on, Kenny? And then, sure enough, what had happened was uh, my Sling TV had decided to delete the new episode. Well, let, let me t- let me take credit. Let me let me let me uh-huh. let me blame myself because it's probably that I deleted the wrong episode. You know what I mean? I think I remember deleting the 14th last week's episode and it yeah. left the new it left that one for some reason. But I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. It's my fault. And uh, we tried like full disclosure. We tried to go on all these scummy websites to download it. And it was just not working for some reason. Those scummy websites for once in their lives were not working. Nope. Um, oh yeah. We well, must- it's because it's, it's because it's in high demand, man. Everybody was excited about these Fighter Fest episodes. It seems like yeah. So everybody was trying to not give them a rating by watching <laughs> Scummy Style. I didn't feel <laughs> yeah, bad doing that because I yeah. recorded it on an actual TV service, and it didn't work for some reason. But anyway, Fernando's here. Good lord, Fernando! It's like California time. What eight a.m.? Uh, <laughs> oh, <holy laughs> oh she just flipped. That's Hollis's son right there. Uh, sleeping collectible says, Hey everyone. And then, uh, Fernando says, damn, your TV did a Brandon did a Brandon. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It did. Unfortunately. And then Hunter says, imagine getting a burrito from a taco joint. It was Taco Bell guys. It's not actual taco <laughs> joint. It was Taco Bell. All right. You know anyway. what? They gotta, they gotta work on like the fold. Wait, so he'll pop some chair burrito. shots, say, hold nah, I have sling two man. And I'm missing an AEW dynamite from a free, oh, few weeks ago. I okay, feel better. Good. 
So I feel uh, better because like you were there, right? Like I was delete. I deleted the last two episodes of AEW Dynamite and then went to hit play on the other one. And for some reason, started up the one from last week. So, okay. So maybe it's just a weird sling. Maybe it's just a weird glitch, but sling, you got heat with me. You got heat with me. You're trying to ruin my wrestling experience. Much like the rest of the IWC this week. That's right. Kitty was fighting the internet, man. This is why we can't have good things because when we get good things, people shit on it. I don't know how many times I have to explain it to people that at a certain point, it's your fucking mentality. At a certain point, you could have a million dollars and still be like, well, how come I don't have a million five? At, at what point is it your mentality and it's not WWE or it's not AEW or it's not doing Japan or it's not Impact? At what point it, are you the problem? You're saying there's a problem in the fandom, the way they sort of analyze things? I'm not saying... This is the, thing, this is the, the problem I have, though. People are so hot and cold. They think everything's hot and cold. They're bipolar on their feelings, you know? Just because I'm saying, like, hey, the problem is your fandom in that sense, it doesn't mean, like, I'm saying it, it's not WWE's fault all the time. Like, WWE's kind of sucked. The, the Raw has sucked in the past couple of weeks, past couple of months, right? But I'm talking about this week of professional wrestling. If you had a problem with this week of professional wrestling, it's, it's on you. Because this was a very, very good week of professional wrestling. I, they pulled out the stops because they had people back in, so. Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Sling fucked this up. I like that. Sling versus Kenny, no DQ. All right, but uh, I, I got to have heels, pops, and chair shots as my manager. Um, Jonesy chats wrestling. Uh-uh. Hi, cool video. Think Sorry. you're wrong. Karen News and NXT World Champion is a total is total shambles. Cool, don't worry. We'll get there. Let's talk about that. Um, but first off, um, I, I do want to talk about the fact that last week, we're talking about last week's um, Raw and last week's Dynamite. Um, AEW beat Raw in the male 18 to 49 demographic. Look at that. Congrats, and, uh, boys. That was huge <laughs> to me. By the way, I say huge like that now because of DDP. Yeah. You ever heard how DDP huge. says huge? He says huge. huge. So it's like, I kind of got that from DDP. Uh, so pay attention to that. Um, but anyway, the 18 to 49, man, that's big. That is, that is absolutely huge because... The fact that like you have a show like Raw getting beat in the male 18 to 49 shows that there's like a seismic shift in the fandom. You know what I mean? Mm. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, they still didn't beat them in the overall demographic or, oh, they still didn't beat them in the ratings. Okay. And they shouldn't. Raw's established show. Raw's been around since 1993. AEW's right. been around for like a year and a half, two years. It's, right, right. it's still a big thing. You know, a lot yeah. of people were like, how come people don't um how come people are so surprised when aew beats raw i don't get it raw gets a two and aew gets a one million and it's huge thing for aew the way i said it was a 32 year old myself buying a house not a big deal expect it an 18 year old buying a house you'd be like wow great accomplishment Mm. because that's a huge thing to accomplish so early on and that's where i'm at with aew it's like you got to give them credit man the right. fact that they've just completely blindsided the wrestling industry and gotten to this point so quickly, especially during a pandemic when they should have failed. You know, they might still right. be in the red financially, but that's to show you how much <laughs> like they are trying to make this thing work because they have to be in the red to make profit. They yeah. have to spend all this money. They got to make moves yeah, to, get, to, grow to the make audience. huge moves, yeah. which 
we'll get into because there's something that might have happened. We don't know. I don't like to confirm things until they actually happen. But yeah. 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 No, I I agree in the same way. Like it's you probably shouldn't compare, you know, they're on different nights. You know, they were up against different things. So it's like you don't necessarily want to try to make that comparison. But it is still sort of something to take note of that. Hey, look, there's, you know, AEW still pulling a sizable, you know, other demographic. So this is, this is good. Hopefully they're able to keep it. I don't know if this is just, you know, Oh, the fans are back and it was like a pay-per-view style episode show. So a few more people tuned in and then next week they'll drop back down to 800,000. You know what I mean? I always appreciate the way you say things as much as I joke, you know, and I, I I even told, I asked Brent, I told him before we went on air, I said, you need to be the way you are on my couch. And I don't mean, uh, ass up legs down, but (laughs) yeah. <laughs> spilling a beer, spilling the beer on my couch. No, but seriously, on the couch, you're you're more like when you're sitting with me, you're just like you hammer your points home. You're not trying to be as funny, which I love. I love that you're funny, dude. But you know, I'm like, you have some good points. Share them on the podcast, and I just I love the way you say it because it's like it's not something to you know people get so far in their fucking fandom, which I guess is going to be the theme of this show. But you got AEW fans who are like, take that raw, raw fucking sucks, and it's like, no. No, wrong attitude. And then you got raw fans who are like, that doesn't mean shit. Still the wrong <laughs> attitude because it's somewhere in the middle, right? It's not like the biggest accomplishment in the world, but it's still progress. And progress, you know, if you chip away at things slowly but surely, the way I'll say it is like you look at rock formations where water keeps hitting it, right? Mm-hmm. After a couple hundred years, all of a sudden there's a divot in the rock. And that's just a little splash of water, much less what AEW is doing. In five years, they could be topping Raw's ratings. Not saying that, and again, so there's somebody sitting there and go, that pissant company will never do that to Raw. And that's what I'm saying. Don't be so far in your fucking fandom that you don't see that there's progress here. Um, AEW and WWE are apples and oranges, which is why rating arguments have been ridiculous since the beginning. I agree. I agree because one caters to the IWC. I've talked to this uh, to Brandon, and one caters to casuals, yeah. which will segue us into our carrying cross talk. Um, but ever since I have seen the returns, I cannot get my mind off of Michael Cole saying, is it can it be or the rumors are true much better than my past uh, self when Edge returned in 2020? So I think the point uh, they're trying to make there is Michael Cole's less produced. So well, let's go into this. The fact that John Cena returned at Money in the Bank. Um, Michael Cole was less produced. If you notice, he went crazy when John Cena uh, came back. What I've noticed is that when you take the reins off of Michael Cole, no pun intended. Um, he's really good. <laughs> cool. You know, the UK tournament a couple years ago, maybe the, three years ago, three, four years ago, he was amazing. That was the first time right. I went, oh, Michael Cole's really good. Really, really Ooh, was good. that? Do you think it was that like the Cole hate? Because I always felt it was kind of weird. I was like, I didn't get why everybody was starting down on Cole all the time. I was like, oh, he, I thought he's pretty good. No, but, he's always good, but like he's the epitome of WWE production to a lot of people where it's like mm-hmm. you could tell he's kind of, uh, you know, being fed in the ear. You're paying like, too much. Like, oh, WWE okay. Network, nine ninety nine. You know, like he's that kind right. of guy, like, but now, nowadays, like he's kind of just being allowed to do his own thing. And I think that has to do with Pat McAfee being there. I think they basically said, I don't know if Pat McAfee has creative control or something, but he's definitely not being produced. So I don't know if that's being filtered to Cole or they're just like, Hey, SmackDown, you all do what you want because we trust you and, yeah. and do it. Like we're going to focus on raw with Jimmy Smith and, and teach him how to be a commentator, you know, it, at least the way we want it to be. Um, and, and everybody kind of likes Jimmy Smith, right? That's going okay. 
there's I, no mean, I mean, he's no Adnan Burke. Yeah, they I haven't got rid of him yet. So I'm me, me, you know how positive Burke. I am. I stopped yeah. watching Raw for the weeks that Adnan Burke was on. How bad is that? And it's not just like me just, you know, trying to exaggerate. I just didn't like hey, him. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but his commentary was just horrible. Um, Brandon did a better better commentary for Knockout Wrestling. Like, come on now. <laughs> not good. Um, Michael Cole is really good. Always hated on. It's been unfair. Uh, speaking of st- stuff that should be hated on, Peacock completely shit the bed during Money in the Bank. And I was over at our friend Drew's house, and I thought it was his, like, internet connection. You know, I'm sitting there saying, saying like, oh, yeah, maybe all of us are, like, using the internet. You know, let's take our phones off of Wi-Fi, that sort of thing. Yeah. Thinking it's just something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, heavy, heavily condensed area. Maybe the Wi-Fi is getting used. Nope. It was Peacock because all of a sudden on, online, people are just going crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's bad because this coincides. And I think this is the reason, this, if I had to guess, coincides with WWE Network now blocking people who are using VPNs, myself included. <laughs> So we're paying oh, no. for Peacock. Like, here's the thing. I'm paying for Peacock, but I also was paying for WWE Network. So I don't feel bad saying this on air because paying for Peacock and paying for WWE Network, that's a different type of fan. I just wanted access to all the content that's not on Peacock yet. I was right. using a VPN. I'd be sitting in Muriel, England, and I'd be watching the WWE Network. Well, now when you go to log in, it says, Damn. it says, uh, network has detected a VPN. Um, Please, lo- please sign off of it and, and use again, which essentially blocks U.S. citizens yeah. from using, you know, yeah. I shouldn't say citizens, but anyone in the U.S. Uh, from using the WWE Network. The problem is all of those U.S. fans had to go to Peacock. So I guess that what happened was all this overload of, of people that are actually going on Peacock now for the WWE pay-per-view, Money in the Bank, cause that i could be wrong now i could be completely wrong but that's what i guess and it showed that peacock is not ready to handle some of this shit which is not a good thing so it's like you block everybody out but then your service isn't stable enough to handle all this um and apron bump says i was so up getty (laughs) upsetty spaghetti when peacock was shit in the bed during the most anticipated match of the card yeah that was happening during Right, like the promo before and the entrances, and halfway through the match for the men's money in the bank. Oh, so literally, I had to watch it back the next day. I don't know about anybody else, but had to watch the some bitch back the next day. How crazy is that? Dude, well, yeah, I'm still hung up that there. It sucks that they're blocking the VPNs now. <laughs> like, that's right. Uh, that's and scary, and uh, if anybody yeah. doesn't know, I do affectionately call Peacock the cock. So, as Kyle <laughs> says, too many people on the cock. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you're still upset about the VPN, Brandon. You didn't even pay yeah. for the WWE Network anyway. I know, you didn't pay but... for the network. You didn't pay for Peacock. So what are you upset about? <laughs> well, what if I'm using the VPN you, for you other think, stuff? You think you deserve a fucking opinion when yeah. not a dime is being spent on WWE? <laughs> Brandon, Brandon opinion... you, I bought your taco last night. You can't even afford the network. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they got to fix that, too, on the uh, burrito folds. Because whenever you bite into the thing, all the stuff oozes out of the bottom on your hands. I almost did another couch accident while I was trying to eat your burrito. Well, first of all, Brandon ate Brandon ate that burrito faster than Karrion Cross got beat on Raw. That's saying something. <laughs> I went there. I went there. Right. Is that bad? But it, isn't that a better way to have it? Like, had it give it over quick than to have it go, like, 20 minutes and then he loses... <sighs> 
Let's talk. Let, let's get into this. We're, we're at the halfway mark here. Let's let's get into yeah. Karrion Cross. All right. Because this is what everybody came for. It's for me to rant on freaking here, Karrion right? Cross. Yeah. Okay. Because Kitty got yelled at on the internet. I'm going to say, I'm going to say exactly <laughs> what I said on the video that I'm getting so much heat over. All right. I think Karrion Cross losing to Jeff Hardy on Monday Night Raw wasn't the worst thing in the world. And I think everybody's overreacting to it. Uh, and the. Why does this? Why Brandon uses his VPN to watch tentacle porn? What the hell is going on? That's probably wrong true with that. Yeah, but anyway, I'm not hurting anybody. All right, I think Karen Cross losing on Monday Night Raw is not a bad thing, and the reason I say that is because, well, first of all, I'm not okay with NXT being buried, like people are saying. I'm not okay with the NXT champion losing. I I just want to tell you that, like, I don't necessarily think those are good things. However, I think everybody's being a little bit dramatic when it comes to Karrion Cross and the booking on Monday Night Raw. Let me tell you why. Karrion Cross comes out, right? Now he stripped away the entrance. You know, it's stripped down. Scarlet's not there. I wasn't a big fan of that. However, you know, he walks in. Jeff Hardy comes out. First of all, Jeff Hardy's got no more words back. I know that may sound weird to talk about the theme song, but it's the fact that <laughs> in 2008, when he got that theme song, it yeah. signified he was a main eventer, right? Okay? He was the guy at that point. So he gets the song back. He's grinning ear to ear. Not only that, fans are back. Jeff Hardy's been missing his biggest weapon for the last year. Brandon, what did I say was his biggest weapon? He needed his, his song, right? He no, needed, his fans. Oh, live crowd. He's live crowd. Live crowd. Yeah, he needed people, he right? is that yeah, type he, of guy. He's, he's the like, ultimate baby face, right? He's the ultimate needs, baby yeah. face. He's like the Ricky Morton of this generation. You know what I mean? Like, he can do no wrong. And he didn't have the crowd. So now he goes in there. And, and the thing is, a lot of people were picking at the fact that Jeff Hardy's been jobbing for the past, you know, couple months. Again, he was missing the crowd. Okay? So he comes out. The place goes insane. Let's also talk about the fact that Karrion Cross didn't really get a reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah normally, calling a spade yeah. a spade. You know, really you'll get some NXT hardcores out there. Like, right. NXT, NXT. Yeah, like, right. I used to Nothing. Either. It was really, lukewarm, yeah. tepid at best. Jeff Hardy comes out, place goes raucous. Place goes insane. All right? Everybody's cheering for Jeff Hardy, right? Now, Karrion Cross dominates most of that match. Absolutely dominates. Right? I feel like people are forgetting. Not only, well, first of all, Jeff Hardy tried to hit a swanton. Karrion Cross looks amazing because he rolls away, as in he's done his homework on Jeff Hardy, right? Still looks really smart in that moment. Now, here's where the controversy happens, okay? Jeff Hardy rolls up Karrion Cross, puts his feet on the ropes, and gets a three count. And the internet, the internet wrestling community lost their fucking collective minds <laughs> because everybody's saying Karrion Cross was buried at this moment. NXT was buried. You know, you got Dave LaGreca, Sean Ross Sapp, who I respect the hell out of those guys. Very reputable guys. But they're sitting there going, NXT got buried. Uh, Vince McMahon sent a message to NXT. <laughs> because you got a guy who's got a, you got a year and a half an undefeated streak. He goes to Raw and loses in his first match. If you take off the NXT blinders, and I feel like, Brandon, this is where we get good in our fandom. Hmm. Because I feel, cocky as it may sound, that we do it correctly. We are able to be fans separately of each and everything. When we're, when we're watching AEW, we're AEW fans. When we're watching NXT, we're NXT fans. When we're watching Raw, we're Raw fans. When we're watching SmackDown, SmackDown fans. What I mean by that is, 
With Raw and SmackDown, I have a little bit more leniency for the ridiculous because it's catered to casuals. When I'm watching AEW, I'm a little bit more geared to the hardcore wrestling community. When I'm watching NXT, kind of somewhere in between, right? But if you keep the NXT blinders on, you're going to fucking hate this. But if you go and you pay attention to the fact that Jeff Hardy is a former world champion, he is a WWE champion, former uh, world heavyweight champion, 16-time, I think is the number, uh, tag team champion in multiple organizations, European champion, intercontinental champion. I can go on and on. Okay? If Future Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer. If you have a problem with him getting a roll-up, and now pay attention to what I'm about to say, with his feet on the ropes, getting Karrion Cross down for the one, two, three. Three seconds don't mean shit in the wrestling business. When you put your feet on the ropes... He cheated to beat the NXT champion because he knew he couldn't beat him. It sent the message that he knew he couldn't beat him. So he pulled out all the stops just to get a victory in front of the fans. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. It's not the biggest deal in the world. People are making it seem like Karrion Cross got buried. Brandon, what is a burial? Let's define <laughs> burial in professional wrestling. Because I feel like uh, people don't know yeah. what it means. And like, I think when you have people you have them lose a bunch on the way out. Like when they know they're changing okay. companies, like I feel let's, like let's take it a step like back. More. What does the word buried mean in terms of actual life? You're putting six feet under, man, six feet under. You're not you're coming done? back. Yeah. That's it. So you're telling me a three second loss with the feet on ropes is a burial. A burial yeah, in professional sure. wrestling is when you're booked to consistently lose all the time. And here's the thing. Here's a very big thing that a lot of people are not wanting to kind of realize. If Karrion Cross's character is not going to be booked as an undefeated type person on Monday Night Raw, is it not good right off the bat to get that out of the way? So now, on, in terms of, again, you got to take the NXT blinders off and look at just Raw. If he's now on Raw, he's got a reason to kill Jeff Hardy because he got embarrassed on Monday Night Raw. You got to look at this in kayfabe. He got embarrassed and now he's ready to come after Jeff Hardy. Right? Especially since he didn't get a fair win. But now you're not like, oh, this undefeated guy. You're just like, this guy's scary as shit. I want to see what he does. But a lot of people are so far in their fucking fandom, I feel like, that they're like, well, why would Vince put him a year and a half? And I said, guys, if you don't realize that Vince separates NXT and Monday Night Raw by now... You're going to do yourself a disservice. You're not going to have fun with it. Right. Vince starts him back here. And he's going to build him back up. But mark my words, Karrion Cross will be a main event star on Monday Night Raw. Mark my words. Yeah. He's, not, he's not the type of guy that you can just like kind of let coast. Yeah, I went back and uh, yeah, watched it. And I was like, so I wanted to see what people were sort of ticked off about. And uh, I, I, will, I will you know agree that I didn't like that they stripped away his sort of entrance. I thought they should have kept that, you know, intact because he just looked sort of like a generic guy coming out. Yeah. But uh, as far as, you know, how the match went, I mean, the, the live crowd there at least seemed to be really into Jeff Hardy and popping for Jeff Hardy, you know, one hit the swanton and stuff like that. So I think, you know, having Hardy sort of win there was good to send the fans home happy sort of thing almost. Brandon in that, pointed in that, that out first thing. First thing when he saw it, he said, well, the fans were into it. 
ding, ding, ding. Yeah. The fans were into it. That wasn't the like they're like, thing. no bullshit, you know, or something like that, yeah. you know, complaining about. Yeah, it's like they were like in the hearty, which was kind of weird. I was like, oh, you know, I, I kind of expected, you know, them to be pro NXT guy, but they were really pro hearty. I mean, it just speaks to, you know, how great Hardy but is. That's what I'm saying. The booking the booking was correct in this sense, even though I right. don't. And, and, and full disclosure, I'm not a fan of what happened. I think that's what a lot of people need to realize. I'm not defending it because I'm like, oh, I'm okay with it. I'm just defending it of like, I get it. I understand. It wasn't for us, which goes back to me getting out of right. the NXT blinders and going into a different the audience, yeah. different audience. It's, it's a completely different audience. And the fans were happy. And this is the way I'll say it. I think we in the IWC get a little naive. What I mean by that is we are a vocal minority. We are a vocal minority. Because we're the ones with the podcast, we're the ones watching the podcast, we're the ones tweeting about wrestling and stuff. Do you think the fucking casuals are doing that? They tune tune into Raw and SmackDown and they tune out. That's 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 it. All they do. That's their fandom, right? Look at us. Let's just say we're a hundred k, two hundred k, even all the way up to five hundred k deep in the IWC. That's us, right? So if we're five hundred k deep into the IWC, let's even take it all the way up to a mil, right? Let's say there's a million of us in the IWC. Raw is getting, on average, 2 million viewers. We're no, we are not the majority of the crowd. So that means there's a whole, at least, at the very least, there's a whole 50% of fans who don't go on Twitter and talk about wrestling, who don't do shit. They just tune into Monday Night Raw. And those same fans are buying tickets, just like us. They're going to these shows and they want to see someone like a Jeff Hardy beat whoever they don't fucking know you know what i mean so this was again a feel-good moment but it also gives a reason for karen cross to come back to monday night raw and have something to do right got a hot feud now because here's the thing here's the funny part i feel like a lot of people who are pissed off about this will now tune in to see what the fuck they do with karen cross right. that's the irony it's like it's the car accident you can't look away from right because now right. people are paying attention to this moment. So I have faith that something's going to happen in this. You know, but in go this. ahead. What are you going to say? Yeah, well, I, I wanted to sort of ask sort of, you know, the people that were not happy about it. Like, would it have been better had they just had, you know, Karen come out generically with some, you know, enhancement talent that was already standing in the ring. And then he just, you know, slams him a couple of times and hits him with his finisher and, like, wins. Like, is that... Well, the, the better I, or the thing I pointed out, I said, I'm really glad that IWC didn't exist around the time that Razor Ramon got beat by the one, two, three kid. And this is where I say that a lot of people read into shit because they're like, well, that doesn't make sense because Razor Ramon was an established main eventer. In this case, Karrion Cross would be like the one, two, three kid and blah, blah, blah. And I said, See, now you're overthinking it. All I'm saying is Razor Ramon got beat in a shocking fashion in 1993 by a jobber in that sense, but he got beat as in like, he just all of a sudden he's on top of the world. He got beat in the same way that carrying crosses like the NXT champion. And you would expect him to do something. And then he just got beat shockingly. I don't remember anybody saying razor Ramon, uh, his booking was bad. And this is not, a, this is horrible. And WWE's not treating him correctly and all this because they didn't. All they said was, Holy shit. I didn't see that coming. Which is kind of where I tell everybody, stop overthinking this. It's just a moment where you didn't see it coming. And people can sit there, you know, I, in, the, in the chat right now, they go, I'd rather have Karrion had lost to Riddle or this or that, or I'd rather have this. I'm going to be very blunt with you. You can say that, 
But if it had happened, you'd be bitching just as much. It, the fact he that had lost to Riddle or something. If he had lost to Riddle, yeah. people would be like, "Who the fuck is Riddle?" He was he couldn't beat Karrion Cross in NXT, but he can beat him on the main roster. There's always reason to nitpick, all right. And and my thing is like, yeah, I get it. You know, they could have had someone else do this with Jeff Hardy and stuff, but it means more if he beats the NXT champion. Again, it's just I think this will play out a lot better than everybody everybody's saying. All right. Um, I know you got deep into the topic, uh, but I wanted to post again. The IWC been smoking with Dave Smelter and Bry in the Asperis so much that they spill a lot of shit and be fickle a lot. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I think people are naive to that. Like, I don't think there was, unless caring, like, here's my thing. Unless Karen Cross showed up with Scarlet, had had a really cool entrance and then just dominated somebody in like two seconds, nobody would have been happy. At least in the, the NXT faithful, nobody would have been happy. Because even if you take the same scenario and and Karen Cross wins, people would be saying, "Wow, he didn't have Scarlet. Wow, his entrance sucks now." They'd be picking at stuff, you know. And this is what I'm saying is like, I got faith in Karen Cross that he'll turn this around. He's just way too talented not to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what are we gonna we gonna read? No. Uh, what are you saying? No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, there were other shocking things that sort of happened too. Uh, Talk about it. Some, yeah, some big title changes, <laughs> which ended up being so surprising. Uh, I mean, things could have got weird too with uh, Charlotte there winning. I don't know how people well, felt about recap. that. One. Let's recap. Yeah. Uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, Nikki Ash A A S H wins the Women's Money in the Bank, and that same night, Charlotte, um, like pouring rain all of a sudden. Jesus. Um, but Charlotte wins the Raw Women's title off of Rhea Ripley. Okay? Everybody, of course, in uproar to Charlotte <laughs> Flair won a title, which is weird. They also said she was a 14-time champion, but on Raw, they said 11, which, let me clarify, oh, I'm pretty sure they're not counting when they said 11 again, they're not counting the NXT title and the, uh, I think the okay. women's tag and stuff like that. So, that, just to clarify, they were talking about Raw and Women's Smack... Uh, Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. Women's Championships, okay. 11 time. That's, that's where those numbers get confused. Um... But anyway, 24 hours later, rematch Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. At the end of the night, out comes Nikki A.S.H. to cash in on Charlotte and wins the women's title. Your thoughts, Brendan? I mean, it almost worked out because Charlotte gets her extra title win. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And then you have a shock at the same time by having... The new sort of fan favorite, you know, people that are people starting to get behind, you know, and Nikki, who's now sort of getting her shot, yeah, to to then take the title. And for anybody, the, being, it, yeah, anybody being critical about Nikki Ash's character, it's like all from the top of her dome. That's her pitch. That's, that's her, her character. Wow. That's her thing. Um, creative didn't come up with that for her, so nobody can sit there and say like, "Oh, wow, they're trying to bury her with this character." And people did. I'm going to call it out. No DQ.com. Right. There was a couple people on that website that were like, oh, t you know, Vince doesn't like her. Look at the character he's given her and stuff like that. And it's just and like, well, she came up thing. with it. And oh, now she's women's no. champion. So how can you say, again, just because you say it doesn't mean it's true. Obviously, they ha they're high on her. Obviously, here's a character that, you know, the little ones can get into. Again, people got to understand, it's not just about the 18 to 49. 
There's got to be characters for everything, just like there's got to be women on the show for women, you know, African-Americans stars in, in higher positions for African-Americans, you know, Italians for Italians. My point is representation, right? Things that people like, right? Just because you're 18 to 49, you're not into a superhero character doesn't mean there's not a kid at home that's like into Marvel and into shit. And they're like, oh, well, I, whoever this is, I like her. I don't know who she is, but I like her. You know what I mean? It's got to it's got to be like that. It's got to be, uh, you know, different things for different people. You know, uh, now Nikki Ash, I knew Karrion Cross was coming to Raw. As soon as that name change happened, I was like, Karrion Cross is coming to Raw. Sure enough, we saw that, right? Um, but here's my thing. I, I kind of want to get into Charlotte. Not the way Andrade does, but I kind of want to get into Charlotte here. I feel if Charlotte was anybody else, people would be completely shitting on what they've done to her. Okay. What I mean by that is, how many times has Charlotte been cashed in on? Three. How many times has Charlotte lost the title within 24 hours of winning the title? If this were like anybody else, a Becky Lynch, a Bailey, I don't know. It doesn't even just have to be women. It could be in the men's booking too. If this was somebody that you were really high on, IWC I'm talking about, you'd be completely burying this. But you accept it because of Charlotte Flair. Am I, am I not correct in saying that? Why Brandon, is take, that? Why, who's, why? Who's, who's an IWC darling? Give me somebody. It doesn't have to be a woman. It could be a man, too. Maybe Belair, you think? Okay, let's say... A little bit? Perfect. Let's count? say Bianca okay. Belair. Perfect, right? Give her exactly what's been happening to Charlotte and tell me what the internet would be reacting to right now. Can't give her a chance. Yeah. They're burying her, etc., etc. But again, it's because she's so established. That you give credit. So WWE gets it correct sometimes. Because Rhea Ripley shouldn't have eaten the L. She should not have eaten the L from uh, Nikki Ash. You kind of preserve two stars there. Because you know that Charlotte has Rhea's. I, I had a problem with it at the time, by the way. I had a problem with Rhea losing. But hey, for all intents and purposes, Charlotte has Rhea's number. Right? right? She's beat her twice. Now, you got Nikki Ash beating Charlotte Flair. Which does wonders for her but then you got Rhea Ripley let's say you turn Rhea Ripley uh, heel she's still a credible threat now you see what I'm saying like they did a good right. thing where they kind of stacked some stars into the equation and now with the Becky Lynch probably returning women's divisions kind of stacked the there yeah. you got, you got some new faces stacked. you got some old faces entering the fold I think WWE got that one correct what do you, but so I guess well hopefully so I guess the the idea is you're gonna have Becky and Charlotte for the SummerSlam. Uh, I don't think I don't up? know I don't know because you could you could argue that it would be Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair versus Nikki Ash. Or Nikki Ash, right? You know, you Nikki you Ash know but you mix. could throw Becky Lynch in that mix. But who knows? I don't even know if Becky's coming back at SummerSlam. Who knows at this point what's going on right. with Becky Lynch? You know. Um, and I kind of want to be surprised anyway. You know right. I mean? So it's all good. But um, speaking of a uh, surprise, so Keith Lee comes back, which again, we're going <laughs> to dissect this because I know what the IWC is thinking. IWC is like, oh my God, they buried Keith Lee. Keith Lee comes back after six months. Loses Keith Lee was already Lashley. buried. But hey, you got you to gotta understand, you got to understand that they put Keith Lee in a title match right away. Again, it's like, don't look at the loss. Look at the fact that they inserted him with the WWE champion right away. That was saying something. 
That wasn't like, oh, he came back to for the 24-7 title or, oh, he came back to even for the U.S. title. Like, he came back and fought the WWE champion. That shows you what they feel about Keith Lee. And for as much as people don't want to say it, like, Keith Lee's been injured. Like, you can't blame WWE for booking him badly when, like, he's been hurt. It's just, he's been a victim of circumstance. Mm. Uh, yeah, so see, Hunter, look, Hunter is saying exactly what I told you before air. He says, a little extra for Brandon's pay. This has been the best version of Brandon ever. I'll tell you, Brandon, you got to give more, your opinion more. All right? I appreciate that, Hunter. Thank you so much. Um, Thanks, Hunter. So, again, <laughs> Keith Lee <laughs> is being made to be a big deal, in my opinion, okay? Bigger deal than a lot of people realize. But what I want to talk about, surprise-wise, is the fact that after Bobby Lashley beat Keith Lee, <laughs> out comes the IWC's favorite person, Bill Goldberg. 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 Gets in the ring. Goldberg. And literally blares the mic. So let me see if I can do it too. He, go, he looks at Bobby Lashley's face and he goes, I'm next! And that's it. Bobby Lashley looks at him, literally mounts the fuck. <laughs> like, you know, like, Bobby Lashley looked good in this segment. Can we talk about the positives here? Oh, yeah. Bobby Lashley looked good in this segment. Because Bobby Lashley can't be, like, cocky, suave Bobby Lashley in this feud. He's got to be, like, hard-hitting, you know, come-at-every-man kind of thing Bobby Lashley. You know, sorry, my phone started ringing there, but he's got to be the guy that is going to go mano a mano, Haas versus Haas, Bobby versus Goldberg. And here's the thing. See, Hollis lets out a, right? This is again where I go back to (laughs) having a problem with the IWC. I'm going to tell you this from the the omniscient perspective. My perspective, ask Brandon. I don't really like Goldberg. Let's get this out of the way. Just because people think I'm defending things. And stuff. Let, let's get this out of the way. My opinion. I'm not the biggest Goldberg fan, but I get it. I get it. Let me tell you why. Hunter goes, I just want Goldberg to retire. <laughs> no I'm going to tell way. you this. No, no. I'm going to tell one everybody this. Match, right, right. I'm going to tell one everybody this. Bill Goldberg can retire when he doesn't get the fucking reaction that he got on Monday Night Raw because the place came unglued. Unglued when Goldberg came out. Nobody can sit there. You can argue. You can use your little words and you can say, blah, 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 Goldberg this, Goldberg that. <laughs> Listen to the reaction at, of the That's people that were crap. in that arena yeah. and tell me Goldberg is not a fucking draw. Yeah. I have it's an example. Thing, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, it's one thing, you know, had it been in Thunderdome and they're like, you know, piping in the noise they want for right. certain reactions, but it's right. like, it's a live crowd. You can kind of see how people react. You, you can know, see the reactions. Goldberg, you can see the people standing These up. are live like, reactions yeah. that people are having to Bill Goldberg. And I saw people saying, well, there, a lot of people were just going with the crowd. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. They were going with the crowd. That tells me you've never been to a wrestling event because people don't cheer based off of what the what the crowd is doing they cheer how the fuck they want to cheer and everybody in that arena was going crazy they weren't going crazy for jackson Riker earlier in the night that's to tell you that expert ain't working but they were cheering their asses off for goldberg i i said i tweeted out i was like man the thunderdome went crazy for jackson Riker. that kid's gonna get, you get over that? right did you get that yeah <laughs> they're piping in noise for fucking jackson Riker. but here's my thing and no 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 hold on a second hunter says and that's what pissed me off the reaction was unnecessary yeah. Why was the reaction unnecessary? People like the shit. People liked it. That's my point. Doesn't matter. People got to get so far out their own ass. And and I'm I'm talking to you all, my friends here in the chat. Get out your own ass. Get your head out of your ass and realize that if other people are liking it, 
the fans of WWE, the WWE universe, as they call it. Yeah. Holy shit. It. Yeah. You got to call attention that Cena had a great reaction too. For as polarizing as John Cena's been, oh my God, he had an amazing reaction. People loved it because guess what? And that's a little different. People always like John Cena. They just didn't want to like John Cena. That's a little different. Well, Goldberg, I understand why he's polarizing. But the thing is, perfect example. I've always said it, but I'll say it one more time because it's relevant and it's an example. Bill Goldberg comes out at WrestleMania. Oh, crap. What was it? In Orlando. Uh, 33. WrestleMania oh. 33. Yeah. Wow, Brandon. Horrible. Uh, April Bart says, I'll be in anyone's ass I want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania 33. Everybody was all up in arms because they took the title away from Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. In hindsight, it might have been the best thing they did. Because that match wasn't too good. I, sh- I disagree with it being in the second match of the night. That sucked. But that's a different story for a different day. Anyway, Goldberg comes out. The entire place is booing. So I'm going to give you insight here. The entire place is booing Bill Goldberg during his entrance. And I'm listening and I'm just like, oh, these idiots. And I, and I, cause I knew what was about to happen. Fair enough. It, it happened exactly the way I did. The fans were booing. They're booing. They're booing. Goldberg sucks. Blah, blah, blah. Don't, you know, retire, blah, 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 etc. So the match starts and they're like, boo, Goldberg hits a spear. Everyone goes, ah, <laughs> boo. He hits another spear. Ah! Ooh! Brock hits some offense. Ah! Ooh! Do you see my point? Everybody was full of shit because they wanted to hate the man, yet they were booing. They were cheering the spots. That's one of those where it's like, can you see that you're having fun, or you just want to be miserable? Everyone acts like Goldberg comes in and has this five star. Uh, 30-minute match. Goldberg has his, comes in, has a smash-mouth match, and that's it. And it's good. It's a good match. He had a great match with Drew McIntyre. Nobody wants to admit that, but he did. And here's what he's going to do. He's going to put over fucking Bobby Lashley. He's not going to win the title. He's here to put over Bobby Lashley. People don't realize he lost to Braun Strowman. He lost to Drew McIntyre. He's got 50-50 booking just like everybody else. And everybody tries to tell me that Goldberg gets freaking... You know, he's going to bury everybody like, yeah, he did. They reestablished him, but Goldberg's been getting take, taking some L's too. Now, should he have ever beat the fiend and all that? No, 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 never. But it happened. But I'm saying he's yeah, lost. I ever mean, since. In, hindsight, I mean, in hindsight, absolutely should <laughs> not have happened. So I don't want anyone to think again. People get think I'm so black and white on this. They think I'm just all Goldberg. No, no, not at all. And look. Look, and Hollis says, look, if the fans were happy, good on them doesn't mean I have to be. And I agree. It doesn't mean you have to be. But we're talking about if from the WWE point of view, we're talking about why hate to say this, but it's like they're going to listen to you or listen to 20,000 people cheering. It's good business. It's good business. It's as simple as that. And Brandon, uh, Slam Hill Wrestling says, wait, Brandon's already back from Vegas. I thought he was going to come back with a new gimmick. He did. Somehow, wrestling, he's not paying attention. He came back a lot more opinionated. He did. He's sharing his opinions now. Yeah, a lot more VD in my system. So Yeah, you said it, not me. But Brandon, I guess let's get yeah. into some AEW news. There's a huge rumor. Uh, let's start off with earlier in the week. Daniel Bryan's merchandise had been taken off of WWE Shop. At least no new merchandise. Um... 
certain things are happening there. Reports have come out that says um, Daniel Bryan is no longer in contract talks with WWE. Now reports are coming out as of 24 hours ago. Again, I'm, I'm just saying it in a speculation sort of way because I don't know. You know, again, until he walks out on TV, I'm not going to say it officially. But there's reports that Daniel Bryan has signed a contract with AEW. Huge. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. As Huge. far as, yeah, the dudes they, they've been able to bring in so far. I mean, ooh, what, like, does that move the needle? I think that moves the needle a little bit. Hold I on a second. Hold on a second. I just want to show, show perspective. And y'all know I love you to death. Yeah. But Hunter and Hollis, both of you are saying, I agree with Hollis in this one. There's two of you. There's two of you, right? <laughs> and there's two people on this podcast that are disagreeing with you. So right there shows you that you can't book Goldberg to lose because if it's just going off the four of us, two of you don't like him and two of us do. So how do you book him in that sense? There's your 50-50, right? You get my point? I'm trying to say that like it's people think there's a consensus that nobody likes Goldberg. We go back to the IWC example. If there's 500 people in the IWC and they don't like him, but there's 2 million viewers watching, who do you cater to? Who the fuck do you cater to? And just right. like, I love you all in the chat, but you, you're not my only viewers too. You know what I mean? Like even right. on this podcast, I have to cater to everybody. And I don't want to say cater in the sense of like kissing everyone's ass, but more in the sense of like, I got to listen to feedback from all perspectives. That's besides, you know, yeah. And besides, you know, Brock, who's another big name guy that Lashley can face, you know, it's like Brock I, Goldberg, like there's not too many it's other people. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. People as far are putting as an too much in like, okay, yeah. well, Keith Lee. Okay. If Keith Lee is just going to get like lose at SummerSlam, what's the point in him wrestling? Wait, wait till he can basically be the guy to beat Bobby Lashley. Right. Don't put him in a match where he's just going to get buried, quote-unquote, as the IWC says it. All right? <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, Back so, to D-Bry. So, yeah. Back to my boy D-Bry, D-Bry my fake five. Fake All right? Five, so let's talk about the fact that, again, this can really move the needle for AEW. And this is where I become an AEW mark, I guess, so quote-unquote, because a lot of people are like, well, it's not going to do anything if you keep saying maybe, it, it feels maybe like, it's a short term, yeah. But it I, can keep, see I that. feel like people keep saying it's not going to do anything for AEW. It's not going to do anything. Didn't AEW just get a mill last week in viewers? Right. So I guess it's doing something. And then they have like the NBA finals to compete against or some shit. <laughs> right. Like my point is like if it's quote unquote, if you're just not paying attention to the fact that it's going to do something, you just because you say, oh, it's not going to do anything doesn't mean it's true. Look, Lashley versus Batista. Look, that's a great match. But Batista? people would be shitting on Batista go. too. Not only that, Batista's <laughs> retired. Goldberg is willing to do it. <laughs> and do it at a high level. Let's give him credit for his age. He's able to do it. But anyway, um, what are we talking about? So D. Bry, Daniel Bryan, or let's call him Brian Danielson, I guess, at this point, because we've got to get out of our WWE fandom, right? So yeah. Brian Danielson... Um, showing up to AEW would be a huge coup. And I had people arguing with me and people saying like, how come every time somebody leaves, uh, you think he's going to AEW? I said, oh, hold on, hold on a second. I said, Daniel Bryan, there's a reason why I think AEW, even before the reports came out that he signed with AEW. The reason I said AEW is because you got to look at this as a businessman. You got to look at this in his eyes. He's got two kids and a wife, Right. Also, the fact that AEW has a working relationship with New Japan and Impact. 
why wouldn't you sign with the company that's going to give you the most money and then allow you to work for the rest of the companies and still stay home and still make it to, uh, in time to give your kids a kiss goodnight? Does that not make the most sense? Now, so they're going to allow him to do whatever he want. Rumors come out that he has creative control. This is a good move for him. This is a great move for him. And in fact, I think it's a better move than WWE because it's a lesser schedule. Which, obviously, his body is... I mean, the fact that we even have Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson wrestling is, is freaking amazing. He should not be wrestling. You know what I mean? So his body is on borrowed time in that sense. You know what I mean? And I, I'm sure he feels that way. And so why not do the schedule that's going to allow him the flexibility to do what he wants and get these matches in? He's got a whole bunch of wrestlers now, plethora of wrestles, wrestlers that he's missed out on the, in the last decade. He gets to rectify that before he goes out. And I, don't, I don't, wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to WWE and then retires, finally. You know what I mean? No, so it's, it's like, like yeah. I don't want people to think like this is a situation where, you know, hey, he may never go back to WWE for all I know, but this is a good thing far as i'm concerned what are your thoughts on it yeah no i i feel the same way like i think it's a it's a good signing for AEW. uh as far as the guys they brought in they brought in some dudes it's not the christian was good uh but you know i didn't you're not gonna get a whole lot i think out of sort of big show and henry as far as being able to do right. a bunch of matches and stuff they're like, like mentors like, you know yeah, they're more like, like mentor coaches. type guys right um they they have their young talent, but now they got like sort of an established guy, you know, who can kind of still go that built his career sort of outside both. the WWE anyway. You know what I mean? Like he's been I with the WWE like for a while, that. but he's, yeah. People are so far in their fucking WWE fandom. You know, I don't even mean it in a bad way, but I saw a lot of people saying like, oh, he wouldn't leave WWE. He's a WWE guy. And I'm like, wait, that's to tell you, I guess there's a new generation of fans because I don't view him as a WWE guy. I view him as a guy that made his name before WWE and then... Uh, buck the trend in WWE as in he wasn't right. supposed to make it and he it's did in WWE right. but I don't view him as a WWE guy because he doesn't fit the mold he's an indie guy that just made it in WWE and the fact that he main evented Wrestlemania this year says a lot about him, about him. but I will say he got a kind of a mixed reaction at Wrestlemania I will say that <laughs> So maybe hey, maybe it was time. Maybe, but maybe that was just the fickleness of the fans. Fickle. The fans are fickle. But you know, I think if he, but I don't think people are gonna shit on him if he shows up at AEW, man. I think people would mark out. At least I think so. That's what I'm guessing. If it happens, I think everybody's gonna gonna mark out. Um, and, and I don't want to hear anybody say, "Oh, they're bringing over another WWE guy. They're bringing over this." If if he's available, if he's willing to work, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's still a big people, name, yeah. People people got to get themselves out of this WWE and AEW title and just realize that if you're Tony Khan and you have a Daniel Bryan available, you're just not going to sign him because he's a WWE guy? If anybody, if there's anybody to sign, it's Daniel Bryan because he's not a WWE guy. Right. He's got the mind of an indie guy. He's going to understand. And in fact, how valuable is someone like a Daniel Bryan? Let me tell you why. Because he's toiled away at the indies. He's succeeded in WWE. And now he gets to teach other people what he did. So he gets to bring that production and WWE element to guys that are walking the same path that he walked. That's invaluable. That's even better than Big Show and Mark Henry because they only have WWE perspectives for their career. You know what I mean? Daniel Bryan has a whole other layer that other people don't have. Because he's been on the mountaintop, arguably bigger than Mark Henry and Big Show. 
And that might get me some heat, but, <laughs> you know, he up there. Now, I kind of feel this way. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I kind of feel that way about Punk. Like, I think Punk is sort of an indie guy. Like, I don't really think of Punk necessarily as a WWE type guy, but if, I don't know if I'm wrong. If Daniel Bryan is The Rock, then CM Punk is Stone Cold. In terms of the perspective of the indies going to WWE. So I agree with you. He's 100% Daniel Bryan. He's, again, he is the parallel to Daniel Bryan. And CM Punk, um, so CM Punk being um, the talent that he is, especially the fact that everybody's been wanting to see him since 2014, um, he is going to bring a lot to AEW if he's, because there's rumors that he's in talks with AEW as well. <laughs> this can be crazy because this can be the fact that, look, CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are both possibly <laughs> going to AEW. This can completely change the, the trajectory of AEW because these are not guys that will be perceived as WWE guys coming to AEW. These are guys that will be perceived as one of us coming home. Okay? Yeah, there, Brandon? Jeez. Yeah, Punk. Yeah, Punk. Yeah, no, I, but the only thing, though, that gets me about the Punk stuff is just, like, it's been so long, he's been rumored to be doing something somewhere, and it just always disappoints. <laughs> doesn't happen. But, I, I, like, I feel like the Brian thing could happen, but the CM Punk thing, I'm still sort of like, eh, I don't know. Right. Um, I think Daniel Bryan's for sure coming. I think CM Punk is... I'm not trying to get my hopes up, because, like you said, they always, uh, they always, always talk about, you know... CM Punk's coming and he's one of those that it's like yo I just kind of want to let it let me see if it happens as opposed to getting excited over it but Daniel Bryan I think is coming that one I see happening by the way people are saying Kenny was prepared I was actually prepared for carrying cross but I actually didn't uh didn't actually hit the uh (laughs) (laughs) look 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 look, I was ready look at this look at this right here Jeff Hardy cheating look at that Peter on the ropes look at this the Peter on the ropes Look at this. In a terrible position. Look, Jeff Hardy wins. See, I was prepared for all of this. He even but acknowledges I, uh, it right there. He's like, I got away with one. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> he's, right. he's scarlet there in between his legs. Well, you know, for, for the interest. I, I know what you meant, but yeah. because of your track record, like coming from you, that meant something that just made me <laughs> have to do a double take. All right. What have it the world? Anyway, I mean, yeah, let's I also talk. Think. I mean, a couple more things before we go. Big E is the men's Money in the Bank winner, which is about fucking time. I know a lot of people were sitting there going like, "Oh, well, Big E's been around, you know, eight, nine years, and this is their first time." Guys, that's how they used to do it. Like Austin had a whole like eight, nine years before he became WWE champion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in other federations and stuff too, but. Point is, that's how it used to be done. Guys used to come in like as a finished product. Unfortunately, with WWE, for a long time, there was no other, and I know there was TNA, but there was no other promotion to really like let talent get seasoned in and then come to their federation. So, I mean, Big E being uh, the Money in the Bank winner, I'm all for it because there's so many options. There's so Big many e. freaking options here. Because what do you do? You can have him cash in a Roman. That's a money feud right there, right? You can have, uh, <laughs> you know, you can have John Cena win and then have Big E cash in on turn heel. 
you know that's that's a one history there you can have him cash in on bobby lashley and then rectify what bobby lashley did to kofi and xavier woods and then rejoin the new day as ww champion you can have kofi win the title and then biggie cashes in on him I guess my point is I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but you know, my point is (laughs) there's so many different options with Big E. And all of it just looks positive. Not just the power of positivity, but you know, all the options are like and Slam Home Wrestling says it best. You can say Big E was a pure homegrown talent. I, I completely agree. He does not he was not on the indies, he was nothing. He was built in the WWE. And that's why when people go, Well, I don't like people who are not indie people or I don't like this person because of this different stories but if they end up in the same place and they're killing it like there's nobody who sits there and says Biggie doesn't deserve it just because his background isn't like as an indie wrestler and he was built in the WWE mold that's why I never accept that argument of like oh well they didn't like wrestling like Goldberg oh he don't like wrestling and why the fuck's he doing it you really people really think that people just do things for money what I mean well, by that I mean, is, of course, money influences yeah. people. But Goldberg has got money. He don't have to do this. He said it on a documentary. He flat out said, he goes, you know, when I came back, it, it was just for my son. And, you know, I wanted him to see me wrestle and blah, blah, blah. But he's like, now? He's like, I'm yeah, having the time of my life. No. He goes, I have a relationship with Vince McMahon that I never had before. And this, if Bill Goldberg can have a good relationship with Vince McMahon, I feel like anybody can. Because Goldberg hated Vince McMahon. But the point is, Goldberg's having fun with this. Brock Lesnar was having a lot of fun with professional wrestling the last couple of years. These guys are not as jaded as you think they are. And just doing this for millions. Just because they know how to work it and get the money that, that they money? want yeah. doesn't mean that they're also... They're, they're not just poker-facing because they love the fucking business. Just saying. Just saying. So we had some shocks, but I think things worked out. You know, I think stuff is going to work out with Cross. I don't think it's the end of the world yet. I think they'll be able to bring uh, Humboy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm trying to look at his name. The last of Ashley. Keith Lee. Keith Lee, yes. Keith Lee. Yeah, Keith Keith Lee is going to make it. All right. I think so. I mean, why not give him? Yeah. I think he's he's a future WWE champion, whether people realize that or not. Yeah. It might take a little bit, but yeah. yeah. And hopefully, it, hopefully no more injuries, no nothing. Nothing derails right. him. Um, but I think they have high hopes for Keith Lee. If you really, if you take a step back and pay attention, they have high plans for Keith Lee. They wouldn't just bring him back in a WWE title picture after right. six months if they didn't believe in him. All right? So right. I foresee good things. Um, crowds being back. WWE's hit the reset right. button. So I, right. I foresee good things in WWE. I foresee good things in AEW. I know AEW we didn't watch the episode last yeah. night, but I know damn well Nick Gage showed up. And uh, that's a big deal. Brandon's like, who the fuck is Nick Gage? But yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that, I guess, next week because obviously he's going to have some involvement going forward there. Um, so we'll, we'll probably focus a little bit more on AEW once I actually watch the damn show, Brandon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to say? I just want to say uh, I love you people. <laughs> you know? I love you people, Stu. Uh, thank you guys who are in the chat um, for having fun with us. And uh, people are happy you didn't call Keith Lee Thick Boy. Thick Boy. Um, yeah, what happened to Thick Boy? There we go. Thick Boy. I'm sure Thick Boy is going to make it to the main roster lost his title. Yeah, yeah. Thick Boy I'm excited. Um, you know, I don't want to spoil anything, but there are 
Uh, fortunately, it got spoiled for me, but there's huge things coming in NXT that are making me happy. Um, which people are saying, well, why do not want it? NXT, the NXT champion got buried. If your fandom is that insecure, then you probably shouldn't be watching anyway. But there's some big things coming to NXT. I'm just excited for the wrestling business as a whole. A really good time to be a fan. Really good Hashtag time. believe in thick boy. Hashtag disbelieve Brandon Brown. All right. And we'll talk to you all later. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 125. And we'll see you next week.